Y'all are super nosy, but I love it. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. Oh, welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kate Donster here of katedonster.com. And if this is the first time you're listening to inbox besties, might not be the best episode because it is besties chat where the two of us just sort of sit down, actually have my iced protein coffee over here that I'm drinking. And we just kind of like shoot the breeze as two business owners, just like, you know, chit chatting behind the scenes stuff. And the reason why this one in particular is probably not the best first episode is because I'm going to attempt, attempt to rapid fire personal sort of businessy, actual lifey questions that I got from the interwebs and from you guys. So season six is all about answering questions that we have. And we do 100% still have questions that are like, this is happening in my business. What would you do? Uh, What's your advice on that? But I was like, hey, let's do a personal episode. So we are knee deep in launch time. So I figured this was a nice sort of fun episode to record while we are knee deep in that. (laughs) So if you are a longtime listener of the show, I hope that we answer some of your deepest, darkest questions about me. If not, there is a link below where you can either submit questions anonymously. It's an app that integrates with Instagram. Or you can go to katedoster.com forward slash ask and you can ask me any questions there. Because like I said, this season of the show is fueled by you guys. And this is going to have to be part one. And we're going to have part two a little bit closer to Black Friday because I got a lot of questions of like, what's your favorite book? What are your favorite apps? What apps do you use in your business? What do you use for auto webinar? The best and worst courses that you've taken. And so I figured it's smarter to do that probably like the week before, like the week of Black Friday. So I'm just looking at the calendar right now. Do, 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 do. Um, I think that's like the 20 something. Yes. Uh, yeah, the 23rd. So on that episode, we'll go ahead and we'll do all the favorites just in case if you are looking for deals and things of that, like somebody asked me like what podcast mic that I use, how do I record my courses? So I think that that'll be a great thing to have then because hopefully you can score some sweet Black Friday summer money deals on all of the favorites. So we have a hodgepodge of stuff. I tried to rearrange it in Notion. Uh, so that way this kind of made coherent sense. And I sort of tried to put the ones that I knew I would ramble at a little bit towards the end. Uh, I'm going to try to set a timer for us to only keep this first one to about 20 minutes. Uh, but you know me, your girl is a talker, especially when I'm talking to my besties. And if you haven't talked to your besties in a while, aka your email list, make sure you head on over to katedoster.com forward slash the number two and then years. So that way you can download my tiers worth of strategically planned email ideas because y'all, Black Friday sales are made in October and November. You need to start showing up for your list right now. And if you have a big launch or you want to go big for Black Friday, but you are not quite sure what to do, then definitely head to katedoster.com forward slash Black Friday. I'm going to put a link to that down below for my Black Friday SOS kit because I actually give you email templates that you can start sending this week that are strategic. I'm going to help you pick out an offer. I'm going to help you pick out a bonus package that just doesn't have to be discounting because there's a lot of other ways to make Black Friday special. And we are also going to be talking about a simple sales page that is highly effective. I mean, we just had a brand new listy start using one of the sales pages and she 4X'd her sales in two days. Like it was bonkers. So as long as you take action, stuff's going to work. So that is the Black Friday SOS kit. By the time you're listening to this, I don't think the new fancy sales page is going to be out for it. I think that's coming out next week. But 
you can get it with the ugly one. <laughs> and somebody asked if I put Thrivecart templates in there, so we might be throwing those in there, but at the time of the recording, they're not. So I set the timer for 20 minutes. I've got my protein iced coffee, which y'all didn't ask, but technically it's a bottle of Fairlife. Um, it's not like that core protein, it's just like this Fairlife. That's like 30 grams of protein, it's delicious. This is the chocolate one. And then the store-bought iced coffee, the Dunkin' Donuts version that you get at the grocery store. It is my favorite thing ever pretty much every day. Speaking of days, the first question I have is, how is your day going? It's going pretty well. I went and I worked out, which we've got a lot of questions about working out. I'll save those towards the end because I can get a bit rambly because I am very passionate about it. And so I have to say my day is going pretty good. Launch things are going really well. We're having a lot of activity. I really love to see that we're welcoming in a whole bunch of listies. We are re-welcoming in listies. So when you buy Love Your List, you get lifetime access to all the content and the content-based bonuses when you sign up. However, you only get six months in the group coaching program. It's a live listy experience. Well, like I'll look at your copy. We have challenges. We have group coaching calls. We have co-working. There's a private podcast. It's just like, it's probably one of the best group coaching programs you'll get. And you happen to get this amazing course with lifetime access and updates attached to it as well. So we actually ended up welcoming back a whole bunch of people who their six months had ended and they decided to join us back. Uh, was not actually my intention with the Black Friday prep uh, free event that we ran, but uh, yeah, well, it works. So it's very interesting. So my day is going well. I'm very excited to see all those shiny new faces and the kids are doing well. The next question that I have, well, actually, this is technically the third one I had on my list, but I did mention the kids. They wanted to know how many kids do I have? So I have two kids. They are both girls. They are 10 and nine. Yeah, they're 17 months apart. <laughs> they are close together. How old are you? I am one of those people I never thought I'd be. I forget how old I am constantly. Uh, if At the time of this recording, I am 37. She said, doing math. And as of November 4th, I will be 38. I can tell you I do not feel 38, which is a spoiler to a question that we've got. I think it's the last one because I'm going to ramble on it the most. The next question, I think this one was from a listy. She wanted to know how many dogs do I have because they're so cute. So the only one that really sees my dogs, if you're following me on Instagram, Kate underscore Doster, we're going to go ahead and put a link to that down in the show notes. In my stories, I'll share pictures of the puppies. So I have three Dotsons. They are wiener dogs. I have two of them that are black and tan and the one that is all tan. So the answer is three. They are Rusty, Daisy, and the newest one is Coco. Y'all, I've spent an irresponsible amount of money on dogs <laughs> in the last year because if you guys remember from my last year's Black Friday episode, I told you to buy one thing for yourself that was irresponsible. And I went way over our budget that we set for ourselves, besties. And I bought the first dog and it has been all downhill because Rusty's just, oh, he's so handsome. He's so handsome. Um, I might throw a picture up on my website. Maybe I'll put the link down below here so you guys can see all the puppies. But follow me on Instagram. You'll definitely see puppy pictures. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. The next question that we have is what's the best day you've had so far this year? I think this one is a hard one to answer because I am definitely a glass half full kind of a girl. So I think that all days are pretty good. I mean, some days are definitely tougher than others. Uh, so it's like, is it like business-wise, like family-wise? Like I really loved seeing my oldest. She is a junior cheerleader now, my 10-year-old, because she really wanted to cheer. I was a dancer, I never did cheer. And seeing her in her little uniform and doing her cheer, oh my goodness, during the game, like my mommy heart exploded. Oh, that was 
that was pretty awesome. Uh, Personal-wise, I got to bring it back to January when I pulled 315 on my deadlift, especially because a certain somebody who may or may not be listening did not believe I'd be able to do it. Uh, I recently retested how heavy I could go with my deadlift after losing an amount of weight. And yes, somebody asked me how much weight I lost, which happens every time. I say, <laughs> ask me anything. Uh, we'll get to that. But I lost, in the interim, this isn't the total amount, but between January and now, I've lost about 36 pounds, 37. And my deadlift, I was only seven pounds less this time around. And honestly, I think I could have gotten two parts more, two pounds more, but my technique was off. I don't know. I think I psyched myself out. So if y'all have any good recommendations on like sports psychology books, I would love to hear them. I'd love to know. So deadlifting 315 because I said that I was going to and no one believed me and I did and that thing flew off the ground. <laughs> Business wise, finishing collaboration cash in. That was really, really great. Um, I really enjoyed, I know this was so recent, but I really did enjoy the Black Friday prep action incubator that we had. I think we're gonna do more action incubators, but I do think that I wanna make them paid. I think like any free challenge, you see a lot of dip off in the last couple of days. And I feel like that's when stuff is really starting to get good. Like we kind of had people hunker down on their offer, but like we needed the marketing and the audience growth package. And I feel like not as many people showed up for those sorts of things. So we are definitely gonna do more action incubators. Um, I don't know if we're gonna do them as one week or three weeks. Like I'm really feeling into some fun stuff with that. So be on the lookout for those that are gonna be paid, but I mean, it's gonna be a very accessible price point. I just want people to actually do the stuff that they signed up for. That's really where we're at. So I really, really had a blast with that. So I hope that that answers the question. We didn't like go anywhere or like do anything like fun. Like we didn't go to an amusement park or any of that sort of stuff, but you know, we go to the beach a lot. So that's always fun. Hey bestie, if you're enjoying this episode and you're getting anything out of it, I was wondering if you could do me a huge favor. That's only going to take you literally two seconds. Could you go ahead, if you're listening to this on iTunes and Spotify, and just click the star rating. You can leave five, four, three, one, I guess, if you hated this episode. I understand how it goes. And help me reach my goal. I want to reach 200 on iTunes and 100 on Spotify. And I have to tell you, we're not so close as of the time that I'm currently recording this uh, plea for you to help me reach my goal. So if you've gotten anything out of this episode or any of the previous episodes, go ahead, give me a virtual high five, high four, high three, and just go ahead and click those stars on wherever you're listening to this podcast. Back to the show. All right. This one was sort of a half statement, but I realized I don't think I ever talked about it in here. And she said, thank you so much for sharing about how your business started. I never knew you were on welfare too. This gives me a lot of hope. So I do not talk about the start of my business very much because honestly, I feel like it makes my husband sad and I am still kind of a people pleaser. I'm trying to get rid of most of those tendencies, but still. Um, also, I don't want to say part of me is resentful that it's a rag to riches story because I hate it when every entrepreneur is like, oh man, like I was dirt poor and then I found this thing and like amazing things happened. But like, that's legitly what happened. <laughs> so in case if you didn't see the Instagram post, I sent like one email about it way back in June. Um, essentially, I had started my business because that 10 year old that I was talking about, I gave birth to her and I got fired from my job for giving birth. They're like, you have three days to get back to work or you're fired. They fired me about two weeks before I had the baby. They're like, it's not a layoff. It's a, like, you're terminated. So if I had applied back for any other job, I would have to say, have you ever been fired? And my answer would have to be yes. And then it'd be, my baby was considered an illness or an injury and I didn't come back. Um, I had a rough time delivering her. She was, she ended up being an emergency C-section. 
I had a very, very poor reaction to the anesthesia. I could barely walk um, like four or five days into this. Not that I was ever going to go back to that company. They could suck my butt. So I really do feel like the birth of my daughter was monumental because it always pushed me to do something I knew I was made to do, which was be an entrepreneur. I was just a little bit scared, but I needed that push. So I had my first baby, had a second baby 17 months later. She was not planned. But because I had lost my job, and this was before we had a second baby, uh, my husband was working in social services and he made like $5 roughly because anyone in social services working in a group home setting, they know you make like $5. And so we ended up being on food stamps, WIC, health insurance, heating assistance, the house got weatherized, basically every single thing besides like actual like welfare with like the cash assistance as they called, because for some reason we didn't qualify for that. I got us on absolutely every single government program. And when we'd sat down to do the math, even when we just had one kid, it was more expensive to put her in daycare and for me to go to work. So I was literally going to be working to pay the daycare and we would have been out like five or $10 because I would only be able to work part-time or make like 15, $20 an hour. I do have a college degree, but still that's just what the job market was like back then. And so it, it literally made no economic sense to go back. And then there was one day, this was after I'd had my second child where I was standing at the sink. I was a stay-at-home mom. I love my children to death, but I'm an entrepreneur and a person first and a mom second. Just the way that I'm built. Um, Just the way that I am built. And I hated being a stay-at-home parent. And I hated cleaning. And I just had this like, I'm not really, really religious, so I don't think it was like a come to Jesus moment, but it was just like, what happened to (laughs) self? Like, I just sort of snapped out of it as I was doing the dishes. It was like, you are on welfare, you are extremely overweight, and you are reliant on a man, which is something I never wanted to be. What the hell happened to you? How did you let this happen to yourself? How did you let this happen? And it was that moment that I realized that if I wanted to get us off of government assistance and out of poverty, I was the one that was going to have to do it. And that is how I started my business. I started as a blogger, and I found out that copywriting was a thing, and I'd always been really interested in psychology and uh, behavioral economics and all of those sorts of things. So once I realized that copywriting was a thing, I was all in. I bought a couple of courses. We'll talk about those next week. Or excuse me, in November, I bought every single book. I got with a mentor and we were off to the races with copywriting. So that is how a stay-at-home mom on welfare with dyslexia changed her stars by writing. And I fell in love with email marketing, landing pages, sales funnels, and launching. And so that's what I specialized in. And then I started teaching it to the masses and the rest is history. And then some of the masses have then turned out and did it themselves. Oh my goodness. I, like I said, it's so corny. It's really good to the rock to riches story, but like, I know countless amounts of people that once they learn how to write in a way that can move other human beings and like register in a brain, it changed their stars. Like, I Hamilton my way out. I just, I Hamilton my way out. And it just, there's, <laughs> I woke up every day in our brand new house. Granted, we moved in in 2021, but it, it's, it's still new to me, even though she was built uh, in the, <laughs> in the eighties. And I am just grateful and baffled and humbled that I turned thin air into a house and into hundreds of thousands of million, well, hundreds of thousands slash million. Ooh, not in one year though, guys. I've not made a million dollars in a year, maybe next year. Um, but we've made well over a million dollars selling, selling thin air. <laughs> it just, oh, thanks. Thanks everybody. <laughs> 
All right. So now that I'm going to try to stop being so sappy and not cry, what is your morning routine like? Do you have one? Alrighty. My morning routine is kind of all over the place. In the summertime, I had gotten into a better flow, but like, I can't do like that miracle morning of like, I might try getting up a little bit earlier, but like getting up at five and like journaling and meditating. And if I'm up, the kids wake up or the dogs wake up. So like waking up earlier does not solve the problem of me getting space, okay? It, it does not. It's just me having to ignore people and still take care of other people before myself. There is no way that I can take care of myself before others because that's just the way that it works when you're the mom, okay? <laughs> and other moms who are getting up at 4.30 who can be super quiet and I don't know, maybe don't need their coffee pot to go off. I don't know how y'all do it, but I, I do. So that aside... I used to, before the kids were back in school, I would wake up and like go to the bathroom and stuff. And then I would immediately take a walk around my neighborhood, just about a mile I would do. And then I would come home and make breakfast for me and the babies. And we would chill for a little bit. I'd obviously eat their faces because they're delicious shrewies. And then I would get to work. Some days I'd write out my to-do list, most days. Some days I'd write out my goals. I'm pretty bad at actually remembering to do that. But usually it was just like, this is what we're doing. Morning routine right now because the kids are in school. I get up, I immediately make them breakfast, get them up, yell at them a million times to eat. Uh, I make myself the same breakfast because somebody asked what are kind of the stuffs that I eat. We had a lot of, of fitness and weight loss questions, so we're gonna try to go through those as fast as possible at the end here. Um, I make myself the same breakfast that I've had honestly for months, and I've yet to get sick of it. It is anabolic French toast. Ooh, it's made with egg whites and frozen berries. I love it and an egg white omelet with carrots and mushrooms and spinach and goat cheese because I don't eat a lot of fat in my diet. So, and that's not like a dietary thing. That's because I had no gallbladder. My body hates processing it. See all the personal questions, new listeners, you probably do not care, but that is a fun fact about Kate. So my morning routine right now is pretty much take care of the babies, get them on the bus. And then it's usually the gym. So three days, out of the school day, if you will, because I like the way my rest days are, um, I'll go and lift heavy. It's whatever my trainer has me programmed for uh, the big compound lifts. Your girl is doing a powerlifting meet. It's January 15th, y'all. I'm so excited. As long as I don't get disqualified, I will hold state records, which is pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> gotta love that. Gotta love that so much. And then I will come home after working out and I will like shower and I need to like decompress a little bit. I don't know if it's the ADHD that needs to like, just like, but I get like very amped up from working out. Even if it is I'm lifting light or I've had a bad lift that I really need to decompress. So I'll come home. I'll have the rest of my breakfast because my breakfast is huge. I'll have a protein iced coffee. I usually watch some YouTube videos and then probably about a half hour after I get home, then I will start at work. So again, still no like meditating and writing down goals and manifesting. Uh, it happens sometimes, but most of the time it doesn't. But I am going to try to start doing like this top five action list that one of my mentors suggested doing. She's like, you need to start doing that. And she's like, you put your powerlifting on there. Days that I am not weightlifting, I will try to take a walk. Somebody actually asked, do you still take your morning walks? Because I used to post them every single morning on Instagram. I'll be honest with you, it has been very rainy and cold, so I'm a little less likely to do that, but I stopped posting them because I'm like, do people really care? And then when I stopped posting them in my stories, it turns out people did care because they used it as like we were walking together, even though like we weren't tagging each other or anything. So turns out people liked it. So my Instagram stories, you see a lot of me powerlifting, a little bit of business stuff, definitely Q and A's, dogs, and uh, my feet walking. 
the last question that I saved for last because there was a whole bunch of them all kind of shoved in a row and I got four minutes because like I said, I was going to try not to ramble on for part one of personal questions. How much weight did you lose and what is your secret? I dislike that how much weight do you lose question so much because I'm a very like anti-patriarchal person and I had a very tough time mindset wise wanting to lose weight because to me, it was a bad thing because I knew, and I have been proven to this, especially the last couple of weeks, that men and society, it's not just men, but ladies too, men and society will treat you nicer when you are in a thinner body. And I have always thought of my body as a thing that carts around my brain. I've always been the heavier, uh, ugly, funny friend, very sarcastic, very smart. And so for me, my body was always the least interesting thing about me. And in fact, it usually hindered me from a lot of things because even when you're like, screw society, like it still hurts when you're like in high school and all your friends get asked to dance and you don't get asked to dance or the same thing happens in the club. Like it makes you feel like hot trash. And so some people will go one way and unfortunately develop a poor relationship with food, trigger warning, perhaps an ED. I, on the other hand was like, screw all of you. And so I just did not pay attention to my body at all. And, uh, you know, we had some kid weight and some business baby weight because you don't move around a lot. It's called your non-exercise activity in case if anybody cares. Um, <laughs> my non-exercise activity went way down as soon as I started that business because I was either taking care of the kids or I was sitting down constantly because I had to work 10 hours. I had to work long into the night. I was not sleeping. Um, you know, I ate whenever, but honestly, I probably should have been eating less because, you know... I wasn't moving around that much. So that is how all the weight piled on. What was very different, because they wanted to know what was my secret, and I will answer the weight loss question, I swear. What was my secret? This time, there was no end date, and there was no diet. I, like most female presenting people in the United States, have gone on a gajillion diets forever. That's just kind of what it is, you know. The Weight Watchers, the Tim Ferriss one, because, you know, we're entrepreneurs. Um, again, you name it, probably. Maybe. Um, I never did anything like the cabbage soup diet or stuff like that. Um, I think the weirdest one I did was the Tim Ferriss one, to be completely honest with you. Um, South Beach, all of those sorts of stuff. Definitely did it. So this time around, what was different? I'd woken up in the new house. I was 35 or 36. I told you I'm very bad with my age, but I felt like I was a million. I looked haggard. My skin looked kind of grayish, even though like my blood work and stuff was fine. I'm only 5'3". My alarm is going to go off because I don't want to talk about this too much. My, uh, I'm only 5'3", but I was 235 pounds. And I did not realize how big I was because I just avoided mirrors. And I wouldn't let myself realize like now being, drum roll please, 73. Hold on, I got to do the math. Uh, do, 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 I am, yes, this is a calculator because this is how little I care. Um, 74, I'm 74 pounds less than when I had started. I didn't realize how much easier it is to do things like push-ups and moving around and walking. And I just, I don't know. I think especially as moms, like you don't really realize how bad things are because you're just like, oh, well, this isn't like the worst thing that I've ever faced. This isn't like a worst challenge. Like, and that is a little bit of the secret too with, you know, what I ate and how the weight came off. And I will definitely tell you that in a second, but like, 
I don't know. You just don't realize how much easier things can be until you're on the aftermath. And you're like, damn, how did I deal with that? Kind of like when you have those two kids so close together and you're like so unbelievably sleep deprived. You're like, oh, it's fine. And then like you actually start to get some sleep and you're like, holy crap, I was a show of a person. So the secret short answer, Nick Anderson Fitness. I'll put his link down below here. If you are down with me, actually, we had him on the podcast last year, actually. Um, if you like myself, you're going to like Nick because he's like the dude version of me, but like with health and fitness, somebody asked if I was ever going to start teaching health and fitness. Like if I was going to pivot, no, no. Um, I love helping people make money too much. And I probably couldn't deal with people being like, well, I ate pretty good. And then like you ask them what they ate and it's like not. Um, so I don't think I could deal with that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not really one for excuses. So that's why I don't think so. But if any of you just want to chat about like nerdy stuff, like about macros or powerlifting or um, you just any of that sort of stuff, that thing, like I'll talk about that all day. But that that was the secret. It was Nick Anderson Fitness. So we started with at-home workouts because I wasn't allowed to get the COVID vaccine yet. As soon as I got that, we got in a gym. I did one deadlift and I fell in love with powerlifting and it has just been a love story ever since. I did not have an end goal. I did not have an end weight. There was no like, oh, if I lose five pounds, I get this. None of that. None of that. I, just like I said last year, actually, when Nick was on the show, I was going to love myself strong and I was not going to hate myself smaller. And again, I, like I said, I had to deal with a lot of mindset stuff around like, oh, it's just like Saudi expectations. It's like, no, your blood pressure is getting bad. It is getting harder for move. You are getting achy. Like, Maybe try and drink some water consistently and see how much better you feel when you wake up in the morning. And as soon as I fell in love with powerlifting, I just, I wanted to be able to move my body and do things and feel my body. I know it sounds lame. So that way I could get better at it. And so that, that's kind of how it worked. Um, I was never, when we started working together, though Nick does do gen pop and his main thing is usually fat loss with people. Um, I didn't want to lose weight. That wasn't like a real goal. I wanted to be able to do things like push-ups. Apparently, I wanted to do pull-ups. I don't remember that, but he claims that I did. Uh, like, that doesn't sound like me at all. I wanted to be able to fight a bear in the woods. I wanted to be able to pick up a tree trunk and throw it in the Highland Games. I wanted to be able to be strong. It wasn't until the summertime that I decided to go on a cut. That just means eating less calories than your body needs. Uh, because I wanted to hit a certain weight class in powerlifting. Because my sport is weight class. And I wanted to be 75 kilos. Which, fun fact... The last time I had seriously tried to lose weight years and years ago, 75 kilos was my starting weight. So that just makes me even happier, but I am way healthier, ridiculously stronger. I have way more muscle showing now, um, at 75 kilos. Well, technically I'm actually 73 kilos, uh, but whatevs than I ever had before. So my weight loss secret is consistency. There's no bad foods. Uh, eat in a caloric deficit. If your diet has a name or cuts out food groups and you are not doing it because you legitimately have celiac disease or some of those sorts of things, it's never going to work. This is completely sustainable because no foods are bad and I can eat whatever I want. Granted, the version that I did can't, no, I don't want to say can't, but it might not be good for everybody because it was counting macros. So that's things like how many grams of protein, how many grams of carbohydrates, how many grams of fat. Yes. How many calories? So there is calorie counting in that. And I realize that that can be very triggering for some people, but there are other methods that you can use. Uh, I actually do love fruits and vegetables. Uh, it turns out I was eating like no protein whatsoever. <laughs> so y'all, if you are on a fitness journey and that's what I want to call it, 
I'm going to urge you to eat more protein than you are currently eating and you will not be nearly as hungry because it is pretty awesome. But definitely still eat carbohydrates because then your workout and your brains will work well. So you need all of them, y'all. Uh, yeah, that's about it. So calorie deficit, no foods, very consistent. My sleep is trash, I'm not that. And I lifted weights four times a week, I still do. I absolutely love it. It is the only time that I get to be alone and by myself and it's something that I love. So hopefully you can find some movement that you guys love. It started with me riding my bike in flip-flops because I was, I don't know if I was too lazy, but I just didn't feel like finding shoes and socks. And uh, yeah, the rest was history. Like I said, I'll put link down to Nick's episode actually below and I'll put his handle. He has a podcast too. I was on there. You can listen to that one too. Um, I believe it's called F the Scale actually. And that's about it. Like I said, I was going to try to keep this one short. It still went super long. Uh, Like I said, we have a bunch more questions. If you have any like favorites or things or tools or resources that you want to get my opinion on that you always just wondered, like, what do you use for this? Definitely go ahead and either DM me and I'll put it on our master list for our next episode. That's going to come out on the 23rd of November. If you have any more like sort of personally questions, let me know. We probably won't do a personal Q and a roundup, uh, probably until next year, but You can always ask them on Instagram. I try to answer those in a timelier fashion. And I will see y'all next week. Would you rather crawl across glass naked or have to stand in line at the DMV with Taco Bell tummy? You know what I'm talking about. Then actually have to write an email to your list. I mean, you don't want to come off too salesy and what if you're boring and you don't want to add to all of the noise. And somehow every single week, besides the cold sweat, you bust out with being finger tied, you know, instead of tongue tied because you're actually typing. Don't you just wish that you could just magically snap your fingers and almost have somebody else write your emails for you? Well, that's exactly what you're going to get when you invest in the Email Marketing Fairy. The Email Marketing Fairy template set is over 50 grab and go newsletters, welcome series, and even an 11 part sales funnel that you can use as an amazing jumping off point to actually write emails that connect with your audience, get replies, and most importantly, get those buy buttons hit. And all you need to do to get your hands on this, along with almost $100 worth of free bonuses, is by heading on over to theemailmarketingfairy.com. That's right, head on over to theemailmarketingfairy.com and you will never have to awkwardly tell your list, hey, I know it's been a while ever again. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.